This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College. Welcome to the Summit Show. This is your host, Caitlin Hashem, and I have just a sweetheart, young woman of God, in the studio with me tonight. Her name is Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hi. And I say tonight because this is pre-recorded, um, but you're listening either on Saturday at 1 p.m. or Sunday at 6 p.m., so... We're just happy to be here. This show's been going on for many years, actually, but I took a break and restarted it within probably, I don't know, 18 months ago or so, 12 to 18 months ago. And what Greg, the engineer, and I were just talking about is how this is such a testimonial-based show now. I feel like every time I have somebody on the show lately, it has been them sharing their testimony and how God has used their testimony to impact the lives of others and just kind of taking that moment uh, to remember what the Lord has done in our life because I think when we're going through it, it's really easy to feel like, uh, I guess, the survival mode causes us to forget <laughs> that God has already done great things in our life and He's going to continue. And Hannah and I just got done talking uh, briefly over the break about kind of the direction we're going to take on the show. And you were sharing with me, Hannah, that you feel like you're living your testimony right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's seeing God do so much work in my life and then kind of living through some hard stuff right now. Um, I, like you said earlier, reminding myself that God has done work and he, he is, you know, still working in me. Um, it's sometimes hard to give myself that reminder, um, but we have to do it all the time. And it's who you surround yourself with, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to encourage each other in the studio tonight because we're both going to share um, just things that God has really done in our lives. And before we get really into the meat of that discussion, I want to introduce Summit Bible College to the listeners, because as you said, Hannah, with your beautiful voice, you're also a singer, your worship leader, which is so cool. I am too. So I love uh, being able to connect with people who have that gift on their life. And it's just awesome how God uses uh, people through worship. But Summit is a Bible college, and we equip Christian leaders to help those in need. I met Hannah probably about six months ago now, Mm -hmm. and you downloaded a catalog online at summitbiblecollege.com, which listeners do that. If you're interested in finding more information about us, we have theology degrees in various different areas, including Christian counseling, coaching, leadership pastoral studies, biblical studies, the list goes on. We have tons and tons of majors. And uh, I got your download sent my way, and I noticed on it that you were young. You just turned how old? 20. Yeah, Yeah. you're a little baby. (laughs) Uh, You just turned 20, so you came my way when you were 19. And I I get sent the young ones, (laughs) the young people. And uh, because, I mean, I'm older. I'm 35, but I feel like the Lord is just really does really cool things through young people. I I feel connected. I I love talking to people in your age group uh, because I, myself, was 19, 20 when I came to Summit. So I feel like when I get to talk to a person who's in the same age that I was when I was at, when I came to Summit Bible College, I have such a... um, like understanding of where you're at in your life mm-hmm. um, because it's a very pivotal time. It's a very pivotal age because you can go any which direction and that's the time in your life I feel that the Lord is like, decide what direction you're going to go, stay the course, walk the path, get equipped, don't turn back. 
Um, it's a very significant age. Mm-hmm. Um, so praise God that he sent you to Summit and stay the course because mm-hmm. I know that you've probably gone through a lot just to keep yourself in the classes and reading the books and doing the tests mm-hmm. and sh- and showing up to the lectures and all this stuff. There's just a lot of a lot of things we go through that try to distract us from God's purpose. But all that to say, I immediately just had such a connection to you. I remember, I think I was like driving to the dentist when I called yeah. you because a lot of my phone calls that I make, I'm in the car because I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. So I had a one-year-old uh, at the time and um, I was just busy, but I make these phone calls when I'm on the go. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, there's something about that girl. There's something about you. You just have such... Um, you're just so raw and real and I could just sense that you even in that short conversation like you shared some of the stuff you've gone through but there's just this openness that you have that God is going to make things right in your life Mm -hmm. like you just know it you have faith it's rough man it's a rough road Mm -hmm. but you just have this calmness about you and this peace about you where you're like you know what I'm going to stay because sometimes like the word of God talks about in Ephesians six, that there's the armor of God, right? Mm -hmm. That we have to put on. And then after the scripture in Ephesians six, when it tells us, you know, put on the breastplate of righteousness, put on the helmet of salvation, it says, and doing all that you, that you do, like basically putting on the armor when you're done with all of that stand, it tells us to stand. And sometimes, sister, I know that you can identify with this. It's like, you know, all we can do is just stand. Like, maybe we feel like we're struggling with a little bit of a depression and we feel like we're just struggling in our life and we don't feel like we have the energy to go anywhere or exert our energy forward. Mm -hmm. Sometimes just standing in who we are in Christ and in His truth is enough and it's all we can do Mm. so share a little bit um before you share your testimony why don't you share a little bit so far about your experience coming to summit and like where you were at when you first signed on and where you're at now and how you're being impacted by summit bible college oh my goodness it was such a blessing um being able to go to summit like the whole setup and everything i was going to bc um i knew i wasn't called to go there at the moment I was just really struggling to have the motivation to stand and do what I was supposed to do um really struggling to get things done and um there was so much homework and you know it was college so it's just it's just hard but um struggling with that and then my car at the time it broke down I was not I didn't have a car and then I also really didn't have a job I was working somewhere and they um just kind of hired a bunch of people and then stopped giving a bunch of other people any hours, um, and which was really stressful. So I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car and I didn't really go to school and I was really struggling trying to set my life up. Um, and so I had been praying and praying that God would provide and it took a long time it was not an easy thing, but it was just out of the blue. God provided all three of those things at the same time. Um, it was crazy. I, I remember. Yeah, I was. Um, I had just put my information in online for Summit. Not even really like. I mean, I kind of had a feeling like, I, no, I really want to go here, but it wasn't. 
planned at all. It was just like, oh, let's just see what happens. And I put my information in. And, um, and that's when I got like calls from you. And immediately after the first phone call, I was like, this is it. <laughs> like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so, um, I live with my grandparents. And so living with my grandparents, my grandpa, um, I always talk to him about, you know, what I'm going through, what I need help in. He was a counselor, so he's kind of helped me um, navigate some things on what I'm supposed to do. And he was like, if you can get a different job and you can get this school thing figured out, you know, you can leave BC. Because when I moved in with them, our goal was like I would go to school and I would get a job. And it wasn't working. So he was like, you can leave BC. You don't have to finish the semester. Just you know, go ahead and switch. Um, but you need to be able to find a different job and you need to find, um, a way to go to school. And so, um, I knew God was calling me to ministry, but I just didn't know where to start. So then that happened with summit. And then my job, um, I had been going door to door, handing out my resume and I was getting phone calls back, but there was like no interviews. And, um, then I went to majesty, Bible and gifts and I um, <coughs> they're never ever hiring so it was like really hard for me because my grandpa was like well why don't you try the Bible store and I was like they're never hiring and but I went there anyway and I listened to him and sure enough on the front door it said now hiring <gasps> and I just like <laughs> ran in there I was like are you guys still hiring and like, yes and so I got the job in a couple days I um, remember that yeah and the same like week I think <clears throat> I had already established and signed up and then that next week after that i was i had a car and i was like getting it paid for and everything see i didn't know about the car thing yeah that's a cool little side blessing that i didn't know about but it's just awesome because you said yes to the lord and he provided Mm -hmm. it was crazy um i really didn't like all three of them at the same time it was just like (laughs) whoa isn't that so cool? So tell us about your first quarter. You're in your second quarter at Summit mm-hmm. right now. So tell us about the classes at Summit. Actually, I think I'm in my third quarter. Are you in your third already? Yes, I'm in my wow. third. Um, first one was, honestly, it was so fun and way more um, eye-opening than I expected it to be. What was your first class? Um, I took Biblical Worldview yeah. and then the Leadership With Dustin class. Adams. Yes. And then the leadership class. With Dr. Debbie? Yes. Oh, wow. You got two really good professors. Yeah. And what are you taking right now? Right now I'm taking... Um, systematic theology? Systematic theology. I almost wow. said Christian apologetics, but yeah. So tell us about your class. Tell us so far what's some of the favorite things that you've learned or one favorite thing that you've learned so far. Um, <clears throat> I think... Or how it's impacted you. Any way you want to go yeah, with that. I think some of the biggest things that I've learned, um, maybe this was for last quarter, but um, it's really carried into today. Is like the main goal because my um, major is biblical theology, and the main goal is not to know a bunch of stuff. It's to have that relationship with Christ and to be able to spread the gospel, and that's the goal. And yes. so that's really like I'm. It's weird because it's like I knew that, you know, in the back of my mind, but I never really like actually thought about that. And it's really, really helped kind of shape how I've been working through everything. That is so cool. So in 1 Corinthians 8, 
it talks about, it says in First Corinthians 8, 1, it says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds the church. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that you said that because I have always said that Summit Bible College doesn't build people with bigger heads. Our goal is to build people with bigger hearts and help them to understand their special calling Mm -hmm. and how to love people in that calling well and bring truth, you know, um, bring your sword, (laughs) be ready to defend the truth, be ready to defend the culture of Christianity. Because the reality is, is that, (sighs) I mean, today in today's world, it's really, there's such an attack on Christian culture. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's very hard even to find Christian culture (laughs) within our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, We know it because we have good friends and like you and I are sitting here and we're talking and we know we love the Lord and we feel like we have just such a deep understanding of one another and the things of God and the word of God. We're in unity, right? But most of the places that we go in this world, we're not experiencing that on a full spectrum, the Mm -hmm. culture of Christianity, what it is to really be salt and light, the truth of scripture, being unashamed about the gospel, being unashamed about the truth of, of Christ, and um, also unapologetic about making stances against things that are diminishing our culture, mm-hmm. right? So there's like just this kind of like offensive offensive position that we're put in um, where we just have to stand. We have to stand up for what is right. And I always tell people like when they come and stand up for the Bible college, they'll ask like, well, what kind of job can I get? And it's, to me, it's a very practical question. I understand Mm -hmm. why they're asking it. It's necessary. People have this idea that college gets you a job. And I feel like the way that I respond to that, I have to make sure that I'm not like coming off like kind of rude because I feel like my heart for going to Bible college, why I went to Bible college and why I believe most everybody at Summit actually ends up agreeing to sign up is to know that the gifts and the calling that God has placed on our lives makes a way for us. Mm -hmm. Christ makes a way for us wherever he wants. It's the college that helps equip us for wherever we're called. It's not that we all of a sudden have this degree and then we have this, like, we got a job because we got a degree. Yeah. It's like, no, we got a job because God wanted us to get that job. Mm -hmm. And he equipped us through leadership, counseling, coaching, all these classes that you've taken. I mean, you've taken kind of a a variety already. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all kind of different. You took the leadership and you've had some theology-based courses. Um, Those classes equip you with the confidence that you need to be wherever God calls you. So I think that... um, the, the reason why people go to Bible college, go to Summit Bible college, is a different reason for why people go to Cal State Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Both of them are necessary, and sometimes, you know, you're called, it depends on where you're called. Mm-hmm. But if you're called to ministry, the Lord desires you mm-hmm. to be equipped in His Word and to know your calling. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to know what you're called to do. The reason why people like Doug Bennett or, um, you know, Ben Hanna or Dr. Debbie Ormonde or Dr. Cece Rubalcava, who's a Christian counselor here in town from KCM. The reason why they are doing what they're doing is because they knew at one point they had to struggle through the same thing you're struggling through, mm-hmm. Hannah. They didn't know what they would be doing. They didn't know that one day they would be running a ministry. Mm-hmm. They had to say yes to God and they had to say yes to some of the unknowns mm-hmm. that that are in that whole mix because there is a lot of unknowns but 
when we say yes to God, as you shared so beautifully, he provides for us. And I think if anything, like if we didn't have a job or we didn't have ministry, it would still be worth it to go through that process of, to go through that process of being equipped in his word. You know, Paul did that. He was away at Arabia for three years before he started his ministry. It says it in Galatians for three years before he even started his ministry. He was studying he was studying, he was preparing, he was getting ready. And more people need to do that because we have a lot of ministers in our world who end up falling later on mm-hmm. because they don't have this character to sustain their calling. Firm foundation. Yeah. They don't have the character to mm-hmm. sustain it. Yeah. The Lord wants to build our character. So let's share a little bit about whatever direction you want to go, Hannah. If you want to focus more on where you're at today, if you want to, wherever you want to focus, but share with us right now a little bit more about yourself, what what you're going through maybe now or what you have gone through to lead you to the place that you're in now. Yeah, um, probably start a little bit in the beginning. I was born in a very dysfunctional family. Um, my um, father, who's actually my stepfather, was in the army and um that you know he came from a very dysfunctional family as well um so he was pretty pretty rough and then my mom um was in charge and then so growing up you know things were hard and things were dysfunctional and you know they were definitely difficult but things didn't really start to flip around and change around until I was in about fifth, fourth, fifth grade. Um, I had, my dad was just, um, and I call him my dad, but this is my stepdad. Yeah. Um, so he, he just, I started to, I was growing up and I started to realize like, oh, my dad is not really being there for me. He's very distant. And, um, so we got in a lot of arguments growing up with that. And then, um, on top of that, there was, you know, some issues with, um, like, trying to think of how to word it. There was just, there was just a lot of issues within the family. Um, you know, growing up, I I was a hormonal teen and so it was, it was getting pretty heated. And then sixth grade, um, you know, I, or actually I had an issue with a boy where it was pretty much, it, it was rape. And so I was at 11 years old, went through that. And that really tore apart my relationship with my dad because it was kind of not his fault, but he wasn't taking full responsibility for like his children. And so because of that, that opportunity was there. And I think he took blame for that which really messed him up. So with that, there was a lot of issues. We started to fight more. We started to not be around each other as much. And then sixth grade, my mom was diagnosed with Huntington's disease, um, which is a rare terminal disease. And that was at about the end of sixth grade. Um, and when that happened, my mom was no longer in charge of the household. It was my dad. And so, um, him coming from his dysfunctional family, you know, there was no cleaning, there was no care, there was no, um, he was supposed to take care of my mom and he didn't take care of my mom. And so my mom went from being this like super clean, super 
healthy person to her teeth falling out and like just really dirty and gross and my dad became abusive and just everything went downhill from there and I lived from seventh grade to sophomore junior year like that where my dad was physically and verbally abusive and my mom was sick and dying right in front of me so it was just like really really hard (laughs) to go through that and then on top of that there was you know school issues my own personal issues um with the things that I had gone through some other things and so it was just like I was really been being hit by you know all sides and so um when I was in it was my junior year beginning of my junior year um January of 2021 I believe we had just gone through all this COVID stuff I was now didn't have my release of going to school and getting away from home I was home all the time and things got like they just became so much worse um because I was home all the time but also my dad kind of used that as like COVID's a thing like you're not allowed to go out but he used that against us to keep us home um I mean we were neglected abused and it it was just really messy and um so with that um I tried to end my life January of 2021 and it was the weirdest thing because my mom had walked in we had just gotten in a huge fight and in the fights they were always about like not having food in the fridge it was just you know not things you would normally think a teenager would fight about. It was like, we don't have food. I need to feed my sister. Like, that's what we were fighting about. And so um, I just had had enough, and I had no hope. And I had been um, seeking Christ the best I could during that time, but I was just so hopeless, I had given up. And so um, I was, I mean, I had the pills in my hand, and I was on the verge of, doing that and um my mom had walked in and she was actually on the phone with a hot like a suicide hotline and I don't know how she knew um because my mom being sick was never in her really in her right mind um and then they ended up taking me to the hospital and I was just like I can't go home with my parents but I was so there were years of my family members um like we can pull you out of this situation but I was always the one that was like no I don't want to other be, family members outside of your immediate home. Yeah. Saying like, we can, we can help you help you. And I was always the one that was like, no, I don't want that. Like, like my what mom's guilt sick. or guilt. part of it was guilt. Part of it was, you know, I was f- afraid, you know, what was going to happen to my sister? What was going to happen to my mom? Is she younger? My mom? Younger. Yeah. My sister is three years younger. Oh. Um, and I was scared. And then also my, they, my dad knew that I was talking about it with other people. And so he would threaten, like, you know, this is what's going to happen if you say something. This is what's going to happen if you break us up. And they were lies, but I believed them. And um, so for years, it was always me saying no. But at this point, I got to um, where I was just like, no, I can't be here anymore. Um, and I told when I was in the hospital, I told them I can't go home, but I didn't want to tell them why. So I was able to convince them to let me stay with my grandparents. And I stayed there for like a week and a half, two weeks. And we went into deep prayer. 
so at this time you're already you already know the Lord? Yes. So I, I came to know the Lord probably like seventh, sixth, seventh grade. Okay. But that's why it was just really confusing because I was like <clears throat> walking with the Lord, but it was there was just so much going on. Oh my goodness, yes. And so um at this time we were praying and got that God would pull me out of that house. So, um, like one or two months later, my parents were like, Oh, we're going to move to Arkansas. Like this is, you know, where God wants us. And, um, so it was really confusing. (laughs) And so I remember with my mom's disease again, she's like not there mentally. Um, her eyes were always glassed over. Like she always looked confused, never really knows where she's at. And I remember walking into her room one day after they were like, was very serious about leaving and I just sat down next to her and I said mom I can't go with you and it was like the Lord took her disease away for five minutes and she just said I know I know and and that's okay and it was like wow that was easy (laughs) but it that's just how it happened it was like her eyes just I mean, she the glassiness aware. just yeah. went away. I, the fogginess went away, and she just like it was her. It was my mom her that I remember me. when I was little, and um, so I, um, with that, ended up moving in with my grandparents. So I was seventeen when I moved out, and um, of my parents' home, and that was really hard leaving my mom and my sister. And my sister's fine; like they don't abuse her. And they've actually, the neglection and things like that have definitely stopped since they've moved. I, there are so many things that God is doing in their lives. They That's are so coming to know the Lord. So it's just like, great. But, um, so I, you know, moved out and moved in with my grandparents. I went into therapy and I, um, started to seek Christ more. Um, and I realized, uh, I quickly learned <laughs> through, the years that talking about my issues and like knowing my story isn't what helps you like that's not what heals you it's god that heals you and so um i uh wow i like what i'm learning now i feel like what i'm going through now what i'm learning now is way more prominent than then because i i'm learning a lot more deeper meaningful stuff than just like oh yeah i had some issues yes i have anxiety yes i have depression yeah not focusing on the trauma or where it started but focusing on how christ is gonna how christ is gonna change things and change me and um i'm just learning a lot right now and it's not easy (laughs) but yeah i feel like that was we could drag this conversation out and Mm -hmm. we only have one minute left but i love the way you ended that story because there's more to it obviously Mm -hmm. but you said you know what what I'm learning now is that like how to live in that place of stability and living from the place of being above your trauma not a victim of your trauma Mm -hmm. and that's like this amazing amazing story because I know people are listening right now who have stories that are hard and they're still trying to like (laughs) They're swimming in the deep, you know, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But you have like thirty seconds left. What would you say? What's what would you say to the listeners today as you end this? As a word of encouragement for them, um, that God will pull you out of the pit, 
and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be hard, or it's it's not going to be easy. Sorry, but um, he will provide for you. Uh, Psalms forty one through three is um, something like, "I waited patiently for the Lord. He heard my cry. He pulled me out of a horrible pit, a miry clay, set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps." And he will do that for you. And um, so, remembering God's promises, just it's like seek Christ first. And he will provide. Thank you so much for listening, Hannah. Thank you for sharing. You got me crying. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. God bless you, listeners. If you were encouraged by this show and you heard it, why don't you send a message to us at info at summitbiblecollege.com. We'll make sure it gets to Hannah. God bless you. Tune in next week. This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College.